0: Welcome to our Delaware Valley. I'm Laura Lewis and with us today, Dr. Tamara Williams. She is Chief Clinical Officer for Community Behavioral Health at the City of Philadelphia and Dr. Katherine Brackley-L.O. Hagee. She is a manager for the Philadelphia System of Care, Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services for the City of Philadelphia, again, and the HiFi fi program. Let's start the conversation today with what is community behavioral health and what is the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services here in the City of Philadelphia? Uh,
1: so uh, CBH, Community Behavioral Health, is actually a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we work Created in 1997 to manage behavioral health services for individuals who are eligible for Medicaid within Philadelphia. And we are a division of the City of Philadelphia's Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability.
0: Dr. B., um, would you like to talk a little bit about the department and? The various services that you offer. And this is an overview, and then we'll get into the individual uh, programming.
2: Sure. So, uh, the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual uh, Disability Services, DBHIDS, uh, is committed to the health and well being of all Philadelphians children, youth, and families. And so um, that encompasses both treatment options, community-based treatment options, uh, more intensive in-home and residential options as needed, uh, which are managed under CVH uh, with Dr. Williams and and Camp, as well as prevention services, uh, psychoeducational trainings, and screenings um, that really help to identify youth, families, and adults earlier on, to see if we can get them that support as soon as possible.
0: So we're talking about mental health issues, behavioral issues, and then people who do have intellectual issues. Who are you working with?
1: I think it's important to note that CBH is really unique in terms of where we sit and what we do. We were created solely to serve uh, the city of Philadelphia. And through CBH, we are able to manage a full spectrum of behavioral health services. So we cover children, adults and families, older adults, we have a provider network of over 160 in-network providers, and they offer uh, substance use and mental health treatment in a full range of settings, everything from hospital settings to outpatient programs. Um, and there are over 700,000 uh, folks in Philadelphia who are eligible for Medicaid. Um, and so we serve quite a large population. And as Dr. B e mentioned, uh, because of our affiliation with DBHI. We're really able to have providers who offer the full spectrum of wellness, as I like to say, from prevention and community outreach and early intervention to treatment all the way through wellness maintenance.
0: How do you work with individual providers then? I mean, are you in partnership with hospitals and with the care providers? How do people get referred into your services? Because I'm seeing you as like an umbrella
1: Essentially, anyone who has Medicaid and is a resident of Philadelphia can have CBH as their insurance for behavioral health benefits and care. And so, uh, again, because of where we sit within the city and our relationship with DBH-IDS, uh, we have a number of partners that we work with on a regular basis. And we really can't do the work that we do without these partners. Um, so because DBH-IDS is a part of the city's infrastructure, we're very easily able To partner with county agencies that provide valuable services, such as the Office of Homeless Services, uh, Department of Public Health. We also partner with the School District of Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia DHS. And we also have partners from uh, Juvenile Justice, the Juvenile Justice System. And I think the nice thing about the relationship with DBH-IDS is it allows for things, uh, enables us to do things like outreach um, to faith-based organizations, as well as prevention and early intervention activities. Um, And we really do consider our members and our providers as our partners as well. Um, We employ at CBH youth and family peers, so folks who have lived experience experience with uh, behavioral health. And we also have representatives from our provider network who are an integral part of the work we do and help us to serve the city of Philadelphia. So so now how do you enroll? We actually have, uh, just like most uh, managed care organizations, we have a phenomenal member services department. Uh, And so anyone who has CBH as their uh, managed care organization can call our member services department if they're interested in being connected with uh, mental health services. Um, So that's how that's sort of one of the ways that uh, you can uh, be connected to treatment.
0: Dr. Broccoli Hagee, do you want to talk about what is the Philadelphia System of Care?
2: Uh, Philadelphia System of Care is uh, an initiative that was started back in 2015 under a federal SAMHSA grant. Um, And our work really looks at um, policies and programs that support authentic partnership with youth and families um, within mental health treatment. And so we really believe that the, the adage, you know, nothing for us without us, right? And that families know families best. And so our, our goal is to support programs and practices across the continuum of DBH-IDS services, um, really to empower that family and youth voice at the table. And so we do that through a number of ways um, in the programs that we offer, um, including High Fidelity Wraparound, which was launched in 2015, as well as um, trainings for family peer support, you know, connecting uh, members, uh, family members that have that lived experience uh, of their journey and, ha- and pairing them with um, families that are currently going through and, and navigating the system, um, as well as even at our, our organizational and our, our govern, governance level structures. Um, we supported the launch of Philadelphia Family Voices, which is uh, Philadelphia's first family-run organization that launched in 2017. Um, we we were, were very proud and pleased to support uh, their launch, uh, that organization is led directly by family members with lived experience.
0: Is that an advocacy group that has formed to help others navigate through or to uh, discover more resources?
2: Uh, it serves as an advocacy at- advocacy group, uh, a point of um, education and training for family members, as well as um, a warm handoff for referrals and resources within the community. Can we
0: talk about the need in Philadelphia? Dr. Williams, you alluded to justice. Are we talking about youth that are having issues in schools? Are we talking about youth that are in intake with the justice system in some fashion? Are we talking about families that are uh, working with family services? What is the need here in Philadelphia that you are addressing?
1: Yeah, I, you know the need is is tremendous. As I mentioned, um, we have. Uh, a large number of providers who provide um, all sorts of um, mental health services, and uh, you know the the service that they provide is critical, and has been even more critical during COVID. Um, and I really do think that we're just beginning to understand the total impact of the pandemic on child and adolescent mental health. And you know, personally, don't think we'll know the full extent for some time. Um, but you know, during uh, the entire pandemic, our mental health providers have been poised to uh, stay flexible and to be able to help children and families in whatever ways they've needed. Uh, They've had to make adjustments to the ways that they deliver mental health treatment uh, by increasing access, by offering uh, telehealth services and so forth. Uh, Our providers are, again, also poised to um, be able to work with any families and any children who may have experienced an increase in any of their uh, behavioral health needs uh, during the pandemic. I think, you know, there are children who might be anxious about going back to school in person um, for a variety of reasons, um, and they're prepared to, to deal with that as well. I think there are a number of uh, things that they will have to address uh, once kids do return to school. Um, everything from just uh, anxiety uh, related to COVID except itself um, and worry about getting sick uh, to just, you know, Um, not using their social skills for over a year uh, and wondering uh, what's it going to be like when they return to school and some, in some cases, seeing their friends in person for the first time. I think one of the most striking comments that I heard uh, from uh, a teen who was interviewed about going back to school was that they really weren't sure that they knew how to make friends anymore. Um, So, Uh, Our providers are really going to be working with students to help them get their sea legs, so to speak, uh, when it comes to um, dusting off some of those social skills. And certainly, uh, in addition to that, they will also be working with uh, children and families who may have some fairly significant mental health challenges as well. And so uh, I know uh, that uh, one of the areas that is of significance is related to trauma.
0: This has to be an unusual year as kids are returning, possibly briefly, who knows what's going to happen now that we're talking about the new variants that that are appearing. Um, We've got kids that some haven't been in school at all, children who are entering school for the first time, or maybe they had a delay entry, the social skills and, and the socialization that they missed out on.
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of the things that uh, parents can do to help kids who um, may be struggling in some of those areas, the, the first thing is to really just talk to them, provide them with opportunities to talk openly about what some of their worries might be, reassuring them that there's going to be some uh, missteps socially or that they might struggle even to get back into the academic groove and that this is okay, that they're not alone um, because other, others are in the same boat. And, you know, I think the other important step in all of this is to prepare our kids to stay flexible. We've already seen some of the precautions have uh, been significant and increased, and then they've decreased, and now they're increasing again. So I think the lesson in all of this is to prepare our kids to be flexible for change. Uh, let them know ahead of time that it's possible that things might change again, um, that you're going to school with masks now, maybe. You That might be relaxed. Maybe it won't. Uh, Maybe there will be an increase in precautions going forward, but this will really help to minimize some of their disappointment or surprise if they do have to make some adjustments further down the road.
0: You have a lot of of other resources and information that I'm not even asking you about right now, don't you?
1: One thing that I just wanted to make sure that folks knew about uh, that has come out of DBH-IDS and it's called Boost Your Mood. And so this contains a number of wellness tips, uh, COVID-19 resources, community uh, supports, um, ways to address trauma and violence, and then also resources that are specific to children and families. And folks can find uh, uh, get access to these resources through healthymindsphilly.org backslash boost.
0: Is Philadelphia a unique bird when you are looking at all of the services that you have to offer? Because we are, again, a huge urban city. We have incredible... Disparity in, in wealth. We have a, we're a very poor city and we're a very old city. And we've had great issues with violence. We've had a lot of issues that aren't seen everywhere. And, and are you facing different challenges than other cities are right now?
1: You know, I think Philadelphia is um, both alike and, and somewhat different than other comparable cities. I think we're alike in some of the challenges that we face um, being a, a metropolitan, being an urban area. Um, but at the same time, we have um, some unique gems uh, that are really unique to Philadelphia in terms of services uh, that Philadelphians can access. And I think having an organization like DBHIDS and having an organization uh, like CBH, Uh, that is just for the city of Philadelphia um, and has uh, the ability to partner uh, on such a broad level really is unique, Um, not just within Pennsylvania, but also uh, nationally. And we're able to do the things that we're able to do because of that structure.
0: I talk to a lot of social agencies and governmental uh, departments that address social health and, and, and mental health, et cetera, substance abuse and all of that. How do you address? the problems that are unique to Philadelphia, and and, uh, how have they evolved?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, some of the greatest needs that we've seen revolve around uh, being able to provide supports and services for people who've experienced a variety of trauma. And then I think the other area uh, where we try to provide significant supports is just working with families in a holistic way. And this is where uh, the high fidelity wraparound comes in. Um, so I can uh, talk a little bit about some of the, the trauma work that our providers offer. And then I'll, I'll turn it over to Dr. Broccoli Alohagi to talk about uh, the high fidelity wraparound. You know, in terms of uh, the types of trauma uh, that we see, um, some of it is not particularly. to Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, there are different types of trauma that children may have experienced, particularly during the pandemic. Um, And there are also types of trauma such as being a victim of or witness to violence. Um, And certainly during the pandemic, Uh, When more children were home and were also spending time in their communities, that may have increased the risk of exposure to things such as neighborhood violence or even domestic violence. The other area of trauma uh, that is addressed by some of our our mental health providers is related to the significant loss that is, of course, at the forefront um, during the pandemic when so many have uh, died due to uh, covid you know there are lots of resources uh, through both DBHIDS and CBH to address uh, some of these uh, traumas. In particular, for traumas related to loss due to the pandemic, for example, um, it really is amazing that the current national estimates are that anywhere from thirty to forty thousand children have lost a parent due to COVID, and that those numbers. Uh, increase when you include other primary caregivers or extended families. So that's a lot of loss. And, um, you know, death of a loved one can really be associated with some uh, persistent uh, bereavement and grief uh, that can be quite prolonged and can have a significant impact on a child or an adolescent's ability to function in school, uh, socially with their peers, uh, as well as at home. Some of the things that parents want to look for as well to uh, determine if there's a need uh, for mental health uh, consultation or treatment is, you know, if your child is having some difficulties accepting or marked difficulty accepting losses, uh, they might start to avoid reminders of the loss. Um, They might uh, sometimes express uh, immense sadness or emptiness or a lack of desire to engage. So if you see some of those things, you may want to to uh, reach out to CBH uh, to get some professional uh, support. And there are resources for children uh, and their families who've experienced trauma and grief related to the loss of a loved one. So, for example, the Uplift Center for Grieving Children uh, is an excellent resource. Uh, they help uh, children grieving, a, a death of a loved one to heal and to grow. And it also helps parents to understand how to support their child during the process. There are also a number of grief and loss resources on the Healthy Minds Philly website, uh, which is an initiative of DBH-IDS, and that offers a lot of resources on mental health awareness, uh, events, where to call for help, and also how to screen yourself for things like depression. And that website is healthymindsphilly.org.
0: When we talk about trauma, going back to what I mentioned about the issues that Philadelphia faces, we are a poor city. And, and using the term ACE, throwing out another acronym there, I know that, uh, poverty, hunger, homelessness, all of those are traumas that, that can affect a child for the rest of, of their life. Is this leading into a discussion of high fidelity?
1: Yeah, I think that the the bridge uh, here is when we're talking about families who need uh, more significant supports uh, because of the complexity uh, and significance of uh, either their behavioral health uh, needs and or social uh, and economic needs. I think the treatment resources that CBH provides really focuses on treatment for mental health for individuals or for families. And then HI-FI is a really unique approach that takes the whole family into consideration and is sort of a a model and an approach um, by which the treatment can be delivered. Um, Some of the things that you've mentioned In addition to homelessness, um, some of our our families uh, and children are also exposed to other uh, things that are related to uh, trauma, um, particularly violent traumas. Um, Another resource uh, that's important for families to know about are uh, that The City of Philadelphia has 17 provider agencies uh, that are trained in an evidence-based trauma treatment. And this is part of a a consortium, if you will, of providers called PACTS, P-A-C-T-S, and that stands for the Philadelphia Alliance for Child Trauma Services. And these are providers who are located throughout the Philadelphia area. They serve upwards of 1,500 children and families annually annually. And it's specifically around treatment for trauma. Uh, and parents can get more information about PACS by going to philadelphiapacs.org. Um, I think I'll turn it over to Dr. to talk about uh, High Fidelity Wraparound.
2: So Hi-Fi, which is short for High Fidelity Wraparound, is an evidence-based practice for care coordination for children and families with intensive emotional and behavioral health conditions. Hi-Fi is really designed for youth and families with long-standing mental health needs, such as depression, mood disorders, uh, significant behavioral health issues, who also may be involved in other youth systems, such as child welfare and juvenile justice. These youth are are at risk for being removed from their homes or communities, uh, and Hi-Fi is an approach to care coordination that helps them to remain in the community, How do we pull together the treatments and supports and the natural helpers uh, to allow that that youth and family to stay together healthy in the community? And so um, what we know from research literature and best practice is that uh, these families and youth with complex needs require more services and hence more coordination. When we say coordination, we mean the process or how we bring together services and supports in a meaningful and effective way to get real results um, for these kiddos and families. So in order to do this in Hi-Fi, we bring together a team of helpers, professionals, providers, those very important natural helpers, aunties, family, friends, neighbors, ministers, anyone the family or youth identifies as an important person in the child's life. Because at the end of the day, they're the folks that are going to be there when the treatment ends. Um, and so this team meets monthly to plan around the youth and family's goals. Uh, the family and youth identify their vision for the future. You know, what does that look like for them? Um, what goals do they need to set to get to their destination? One way to think about Hi-Fi, and I'm going to use the analogy of, of navigation of ways Uh, So if we think of engaging in mental health services and getting help as a journey, Hi-Fi is the navigation system that helps youth and families get to their end destination. Within that journey, you know, we might come across different intersections or forks in the road where there's different options and families need to make some really important decisions. Other times, youth and families may hit roadblocks or challenges, setbacks that keep them from reaching their goals. So Hi-Fi, as the navigation system, routinely brings the team together to brainstorm options, brainstorm paths and routes, so the family can decide the best path for themselves. And then the Hi-Fi team breaks down these goals into action steps and plan for how to, and plans to, for how to make it happen. Um, everyone on the Hi-Fi team has a role and an action step, uh, so it's a very supportive process. Um, We have one plan and we're all on the same page and working to take steps forward together. A special feature of Hi-Fi is that the program includes family and youth support partners directly on the team as part of the Hi-Fi workforce. And these folks are caregivers and individuals with lived experience of traveling their own journey in children's mental health. And so the support partners are there to walk alongside folks to provide hope and encouragement as they work towards their action steps and keep going to reach their, their goals. If you'd like, you can check us out on the web at psoc.dbhids.org. Or if you're interested and a family or youth feels they may be eligible, you can feel free to call CBH member services at 888 545 2600.
0: Who is eligible to receive HiFi Fi help?
2: It is for youth with long standing mental health issues. Um, So pretty significant um, uh, challenges that put them at risk for being removed from the house. So, um, you know, youth that um, may have suicidal ideation or significant depression, um, you know, significant behavioral um, issues. And often these youth are involved in multiple systems. So involvement in child welfare, they might be in foster care, um, or within the the juvenile justice system. Um, And we really, we see, we utilize Hi-Fi as a, diversion from deeper involvement within those systems. So our goal is to keep them healthy and home um, in the community rather than having them um, uh, you know uh, removed from the community removed um, from their families um, where we know that's where they, they thrive and succeed the best.
0: So these are kids who've had a brush with the law, the school is involved, maybe they've been hospitalized or um, or they've been in family service. What about the rest of the family? Do you address their needs as well in regards to housing, employment, et cetera?
2: It is a holistic program. We view the family holistically. And, you know, if there are needs identified with the caregiver's mental health or, um You know, actions that they need to take to uh, fulfill mandates for child welfare um, or juvenile justice. That is part of our planning. We are looking at the family as a whole, where they've come from, where they've been. It really is a story of their journey, of their resiliency over time and helping them to get where they want to be. Families and youth don't typically want to be involved in systems, so normally, you know, visions include uh, being a family together, um, able to, you know, take dinners together, enjoy time with one another, maybe take a part-time job um, for a youth looking to um, apply to college. Typically we're we're working to get back to the community um and and, ba- and back to real life.
0: So the team consists of someone from Hi Fi itself and then is it fa- so it's concerned family members or participating family members. Maybe it's a grandma or an aunt or somebody else. And this horse then drives compliance, doesn't it? Or or the mandates that you spoke of. They're more likely to hit goals, appointments, uh any required reporting, exactly. et cetera.
2: Exactly. So it's important that the family is being supported. Um, along this journey. And so if the aunt or the grandmother is able to support mom and encourage her in following through with an appointment or, or accessing what she needs, that we want to have them at the table. And that's going to be part of their role in the action plan. Okay, grandma, you're going to call mom and you know check in with her about you know X, Y, and Z. Or maybe it's a family friend and they're just going to plan to have a time where mom can let it out. And share her, um, her, her truths and uh, express her feelings as a way of kind of releasing that energy and, and gaining support.
0: Does this include then the, the family services? Are they eligible for any other benefits, et cetera? How far do you go with this?
2: We have to have our basic needs covered before we can work towards, you know, further more relational issues. Um so if housing in it is an issue or food insecurity is an issue, uh somewhere on our plan is is a referral, is a phone call, is a connection. To you know to access those other social services. So Hi-Fi does not provide that directly. However, we are very much linking and coordinating that care. That that's part of one of their you know, basic needs for, for health and wellness, and we want to help get them connected to the people that can meet that for them.
0: Dr. Williams alluded to that we have great programming here in Philadelphia. Is this something that's unusual or is this the wave of the future, what we're going to see?
2: Yeah, so this is this is very hands-on, very supportive. Um, Um, I can tell you that High Fidelity Wraparound is the only evidence-based model for intensive care coordination. So we've had rigorous studies across the nation um, that supports the effectiveness of Hi-Fi. It is unique uh, within Pennsylvania, as I mentioned before, that the team automatically includes those support partners as part of the team uh, right away, right out the gate. Um, And, you know, we're hopeful to see Hi-Fi in this approach uh, expand within Philadelphia.
0: or Throughout the state, I would hope, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> I would also
1: add that one unique feature of uh, Philadelphia's HiFi team is that it's actually implemented by clinical staff who are a part of the managed care organization, which I think is uh, not as common. So we certainly have providers in the community who implementing Hi-Fi, but we also have our Hi-Fi team that is unique to CBH, and so it allows us to reach our members using this wonderful evidence-based model by using um, clinical staff uh, who are embedded within the Behavioral Health
2: Care Organization.
0: We are so close on time here, but I would like to ask you about, uh, do you want to talk just a little teeny bit about some of the other programming?
2: We offer uh, a number of programs for families and youth to be involved um, not just in the, the care for their child, but really the, the care of uh, the community's children. Uh, so we have a family member committee through DBHIDS uh, that meets um, every other week. Um, and they're really a sounding board for us to understand what the community wants, what they're looking for, um, what their experiences have been. Uh, we also have a, uh, a youth move chapter. Under Philadelphia System of Care, um, we provide an intensive uh, leadership and advocacy training for youth. uh, And we've also recently uh, implemented youth fellowships so that we give these youth leaders an opportunity uh, to be at the table and to partner on a project with one of our um, uh, other city uh, system units. These
0: are all preventative measures aren 't they? I mean, the city is trying to be proactive in programming to support the mental health and 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 the livability of of, of this place you know.
2: It's, it's preventative, um, and it's also it's very much partnership-based. you know. So the, these programs and initiatives for treatment are rolling out in real time. We need to know how they're being received, You know, what tweaks need to be made um, within our system so that it can better support the families and youth, youth in Philadelphia.
0: What would you like us to know about CBH, and what would you like us to know uh, about DBHIDS?
1: I think that the most important thing to know uh, about CBH is that it's an excellent resource, as I've said. It's just for uh, Philadelphians, by Philadelphians, for Philadelphians um, who have Medicaid. Um, and I uh, just want to reiterate the member services number um, because it is the best point of access uh, if you are seeking mental health treatment, 888-545-2600.
0: And Dr. B?
2: Uh, DBHIDS is, is here and we're committed to the behavioral health and wellness of all Philadelphians. And so that's across our continuum of services, prevention and early intervention. So we, we love the opportunity to have feedback from our youth and family members. And there's plenty of opportunities to do so within Philadelphia System of Care. And so, if you visit the uh, Philadelphia System of Care website, which is psoc.dbhids.org, you will see an interest form, and you know we would love to have folks join us in our planning. So feel free to check us out more on the web, uh, and if you're interested, you know uh, let us know.
0: Ladies, thank you so much for being on today. My guest, Dr. Tamara Williams, Chief Clinical Officer for Community Behavioral Health. And you can find them at cbhphilly.com. And Dr. Catherine Broccoliello Hagee, Manager of the Philadelphia System of Care, the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services, DBHIDS for short, for the City of Philadelphia. Find them at psoc.bdhids.org for more information about the programming and hi-fi. I'm Laura Lewis. This has been Our Delaware Valley.